Hey, hey, fam. Welcome to the Just Hits End podcast. My name is Kelsey Jeff. I'm here with you today and always. Ooh, I feel like season three, we are starting a new little catchphrase. Sure, we'll call it a catchphrase. But anyways, happy summer to you. I hope it is off to a very good start so far and that you get to enjoy yourself during this very special season of the year, especially coming from upstate New York. I wish you adieu to your um, three seconds of summer. <laughs> but anyways, I think if you're thinking to yourself right now, like, you know, it's already July and I haven't crossed a single thing off of my summer bucket list yet. Well, friend, I'm here to tell you to get to that. Okay. Seriously, get planning it, get it down on the calendar. Even if it's like weeks out from now, like get people together, whatever you want to do, whatever you've been thinking, like for years that you've wanted to try out in your city or an event that's coming up that you're seeing on Instagram, whatever my biggest tip on having a great summer is to get planning for it now. Like do not wait for a good summer to just happen to you with all the things that you've always wanted to do, right? As we get older, it's way too easy to convince ourselves that we shouldn't do things that we want to and the time just passes us by, okay? So get to it, man. Like just, you know, let's just stop feeling weird and bad for ourselves and just get some things planned out. You won't regret the planning, but you might regret the laugh of it, okay? Anyway, this is not at all what we're chatting about in this episode one bit. Quite a different topic, really, but I feel it is my duty to you as a loyal listener to help you out and give you some real talk for a minute on just hitting send on the summer that you want to have, okay? So get to it. Get to it. But I will rest my case on summer planning for now, but let's jump into some workplace horror stories. Ooh, spooky. So I'm calling upon my good friend, Reddit for this episode, but that site is like the root of all crazy in my opinion. So I had my husband Aaron search some um, for some workplace horror stories that were submitted to Reddit, the website. If you don't know what I'm talking about, um, I don't know, Google it, I guess. And I had him send me over some screenshots of stories or conversations or whatever these posts were uh, to have me blind react to them on the podcast. So that's what's about to happen for your listening pleasure. So I'm just like not going to intro this too much because I feel like you understand where we're headed now. So or hopefully and if not, just keep listening. You'll catch it. You'll catch it. So let's just uh, get on into this. But I have not read any of these. So we'll see what he sent me. Okay. So the first one here is a text conversation between the boss and, um, the employee, I suppose. So the boss says, where are you at? The employee does a question mark. Boss says, you told Mark you could work night shift tonight. Employee says, no, I did not. I told Mark I couldn't work Monday. The boss says, you told him you couldn't work in the morning, but you could work normal hours. The employee says, as you know, I found out yesterday my dad passed away. I'm going to go ahead and at least take one day. 
what? And at least take, oh, okay. I'm going to go ahead and at least take the one day I get a week off to mourn his death. I am so sorry for any inconvenience this will cause you. The boss says, my uncle died a few days ago. I lost my grandma. Stop being a victim. (laughs) Oh, God. And then the employee says, mail me my check. I quit. That's so nuts. Like, first of all, get your communication right. If any, I don't care what kind of uh, business you run, whether it's a restaurant, little coffee shop. I don't know if, if you have two employees or 2000, you need to have a good way to like make scheduling situations because I hear stuff like this all the time where it's like you're in charge of getting coverage for your shift or whatever, which is great. Like, okay, cool. But like the communication aspect of it, like bring it on home or whatever. But it also sounds like this boss is just like next level crazy town because, uh, stop being a victim. I'm sorry. Next good. Good on you for, uh, you know, quitting that one, whoever this was. And I should have said this from the get go here, but I woke up like not feeling sick, but not feeling not sick. Like I just want to apologize for any strange noise or sounds coming out of myself this episode. So anyway, on to the next one. All right. Header says, I just deleted thousands of hours of work from my old job. Cool. Okay. So this says about three years ago, I used to work as a videographer doing social media content for a seven figure company. I was paid roughly just better than minimum wage and was cranking out at one point 50 videos a day. What? I was freelancing and was on a loose contract. Well, let's not talk about that, but that's your fault. Okay. I was desperate for money. Get it. It was an insane amount of work. And however, I managed to do it for six months and how, how I managed to do it for six months is beyond me, especially for how terrible I was getting paid. The office was an incredibly bitter and snide place. And it was clear that management would purposely stir stuff up to watch staff fight as a form of entertainment. I kept well away from it, but it was incredibly stressful on top of all the video work. After about six months, I pitched to the higher ups that my videos are making an insanely positive difference to their sales. I showed them graphs of interactions and direct links to sales on the website via my content and asked for a pay raise. I compared my ideal salary to others in the industry and made a big deal about how it would be it would still be less than I should be paid. However, I still wanted to continue working for them. I was fired hours later for, and I kid you not, not pulling my weight, in quotes, as well as not having the desired effect they wanted on social media. I was fuming and now I was unemployed. I struggled for months to find another job. Today, years later, while browsing a very old Google Drive account, I found that said company was still using a folder I created and owned. They were mostly active in the files containing templates, adjusted layers, presets, and even video that I all created. Over 18 people were actively using it daily to continue with their social media campaigns. This was a cloud service that I was paying for monthly for as I wanted extra space for my work. Oh, this is my drive and my work. I own it, so I copied the file as a local version for myself and then deleted the online version. Tomorrow they will wake up with none of their video assets, including things they were working on. 
Um, yikes. First of all, have your own contracts like written up. Like that that was a red flag to me. It was a loose contract and you're freelancing. Like, brah, that's on you. But I get it. They said that they were desperate for money. I get it. But um, yeah, like what did that contract say? Like it all, since it was loose, I'm sure it didn't have any verbiage of like any work I create for you is yours eternally or whatever. Because if you delete it after that, like, Oof. I wonder how that was like, though. I could just imagine being on that company and like on that social media communications team and then going into your job um, that day, like casual Thursday, you know, just like coffee in hand, ready to tackle the day. And then all your stuff is deleted by this person. Like, that's crazy. Also, shame on them and the company for not like copying those files outside of the guy's drive. Like, shame on all y'all. So... <laughs> That's wild though. Like my goodness, people are crazy. Okay. Next one. This guy told his job. He didn't want a birthday party because of his anxiety. They threw him one anyways. He had a panic attack. They fired him for his quote behavior end quote. He sued and now they owe him 450 K. <laughs> oh my gosh. Birthdays in the workplace though. Can we talk about this for like two seconds? Like they're so sticky because it's all fun and games when you're like a small company, but like some people honestly do not like their birthday celebrated and others want like over the top, like over the moon stuff going on. So it's like, first of all, you need consistency on whatever you choose to do if you're a, in management, business owner, whatever. But then like also it's a birthday. So where, what is it? What is the employer's responsibility for celebrating, recognizing whatever birthdays. I don't think it's zero. Okay. So don't hear me wrong on that. But like, where is that fine line? I don't know where it is. I've been in companies that do all sorts of things and that have changed their like policies and plans of that. And then people that have done nothing. So I don't know what that is, but like, that's hilarious that he actually went to sue, but it's absolutely crazy to be fired especially on your birthday for behavior when you specifically said, I do not want this. Nah, man, that ain't it. That ain't it, chief. Okay, I got another text conversation between uh, looks like boss and employee again. So these are a little difficult because obviously you don't get the visuals here, but I'm gonna do my best again. Okay, so this is coming from the boss. Hey, Brandon, we're short staff for the rest of the year because Sarah just quit without any warning. We're really backed up, so I'm going to need you to come in during Thanksgiving this year. Don't be shocked if you have to come in during Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, too. This is what the employee says. I already told you three weeks ago I need that week off, and you agreed. Now you're changing your mind? Question mark. I will not be working Thanksgiving, and if you ask again, I will not be working for you at all anymore. The boss says, we've had to set expectations with you multiple times this year. Coming in is the least that you can do. Your PTO request has been denied. I'm not asking you to come in. I'm telling you that you have to do it. The employee says, and I'm telling you that you'll have no worker at all now. I quit. Bye. Oh my gosh. Ah, yeah. Like, it's one thing to like deny the request after it's already been approved and like the situation's changed because of the Sarah character. But like the thing about the original text from the boss that really gets me is the part that says, don't be shocked if you have to come in during Christmas Eve and Christmas Day too. Like, 
don't be shocked. Like, dude, you are like messing up the holiday plans for this person who didn't quit. It's not their fault that the Sarah character hightailed it without any notice. And this person's supposed to be backing you up and making your life easier for whatever business you're running. Like, don't be shocked. Like, bro, this is no way to handle your employees. So I don't know if you're the owner or just the manager here or whatever this situation is, but we need some personal and professional development for our managers. Yes, and I mean. Okay, this one is called The Gift That Keeps On Giving. So this guy says, my boss deactivated my coworker's email who just quit too quickly and didn't realize it controls our company calendar. So now all of those events for the next three years are fairy gone, fairy. <laughs> Love that. Uh, yeah. So it's difficult when someone quits, like especially like on the spot, bot quits and like doesn't give two weeks or anything like that and they're just like by am outie um especially if it was a hostile and like situation or whatever you need to deactivate those accounts and like change stuff but like okay sir bosses that have like hostile situations or not hostile that just have like employees that leave and you have accounts and stuff like that First of all, you should be keeping records of your accounts and like who controls what. But if you didn't go that far, just change passwords, bro. Just change passwords. You don't need to deactivate everything and like delete accounts and stuff like that. Because yeah, stuff like that's going to happen where all of your events scheduled for the next three years are poof, gone. <laughs> Yikes, my advice to you, just change passwords because you can always get back in it. And guess what? You know the password. So it's all good. It's all good. Okay, here's another text thread. The boss says, hello, Sophie just quit and we are already short staffed. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it looks like I'll need to have you come in on Thanksgiving. Employee says, unfortunately, I will be out of town visiting family. As I told you in October, you approved it and I am unable to change my plans. I'm sorry. Boss says, I don't appreciate the tone. We had enough staff in October and what I said no longer applies. Again, I apologize, but I'll need you here for Thanksgiving. Employee says, that won't be happening. Speak to me like that and like that again, and you'll be really short staffed. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Boss says, you're about to get yourself into some big trouble. Cooperate or you may find yourself here on Christmas as well. Got it? What is wrong with these people? Um... And the boss says, or no, the employee says, yeah, I'm not sure how I put up with this for almost a year. I quit and good luck finding someone else though. <laughs> uh, what's up with these like short staffed, strange situations, like all or nothing text conversations? Um, I'm getting a little bit of mixed vibes though. Like I 100% understand the situation, but I don't actually know my thoughts on this one. Like, not this one in particular, but this situation, like, being short-staffed, already having approved PTO, and then, like, demanding um, people come in during their PTO. Like, like I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to mull over that one a little bit. Like, I'm not exactly sure what I would do in the boss's situation. I don't like how these bosses are talking to their employees, especially, like, Okay, it's a job, my friend, and we all just need to like chill out a little bit, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, need to just bring it on down of like 
I understand you are stressed. Someone just quit or bailed on you and you need coverage from your existing employees. But like the amount of people that just have quit on the spot via text message, that's incredible to me. So I don't know. I'm going to have to like dwell on this one a little bit. Okay, this one says, I'm a middle manager at a mid-sized office. I manage a team of eight folks. One of my staff is a young woman in her mid-20s who is trying to go back to college to finish her degree. She asked me this week if I'd allow her to adjust her schedule for approximately four months while she takes a class that she can't otherwise take online. She'd leave midday one day a week and make it up on Saturdays. Our office is fully work from home, so I have no issue with her doing that. I've always encouraged her to go back to school. My boss, Sarah, the department director, is a complete micromanaging crazy person and all decisions like this, quote, have to, end quote, be run by her. So I forward her the email, let her know my plan to approve it, just need her to sign off with HR. This person's response, quote, wow, isn't that awfully presumptuous and entitled of her to think we'd allow her to do that? What is she going to do if we say no, quit, end quote. I remind my boss that this woman is fully entitled to resign. She owes this company nothing, that I would hate for her to resign because she is the bomb. She's been with us for several years, and this change in schedule is just temporary. It would be so so short-sighted to lose a great employee over something so petty on our part. My boss did not like that response one bit, refused my employee's request, and we met with her on Zoom to tell her about, or no, sorry, without skipping a beat, my employee said, okay, I thought that may be the answer you'd give me. Mm, hold on. Okay, I thought that might may be the answer you gave me, Sarah. I prepared my resignation letter already and just hit send on the email to you and HR. This is my two-week notice. <laughs> my boss was stunned. I was instantly even more mad at my boss, but so proud of my employee. Side note, if I could take it all back, I'd never be a manager at that company again. You have to deal with all the craziness. You just have a oh, wait, you have such little influence over anything. And yet you're the face of all the corporate BS. Yes. Wow. That's crazy town. Like, first of all, the micromanaging between that situation. Also, like higher education for your employees almost always means good things for you. And yes, it runs the risk of like now that they have their degree they're like suited to move on, but like, there's nothing you can do about that. That is the cost of having a business and being management. Okay. Like you have to do what you can for your employees. And if you're really concerned about this person leaving or whatever, I don't know what the Sarah lady was thinking that this was such a bad idea, but especially in a work from home office, like, come on folks, like this is crazy town, like flexibility and work-life balance. Like what is going on? Like higher education should not be um, something that holds you back from having a job. I don't know. I worked the entire time I went to school and I went full-time and part-time to school and a hundred percent was full-time work. So like that in itself is so hard to juggle with, but like that only made doing my job, like one, it was a priority. So I'm not saying everybody across the board is going to handle that with great care. Like people will not be able to handle that situation for sure. I get that. But like, oh my goodness, people, this is, feels like it wasn't the situation to lose a great employee over. And apparently that Sarah lady was not in any, uh, 
in any way ready to have that resignation letter, but that's hysterical that the the girl that wanted to go back to school had that uh, resignation letter ready and in attached to the email and ready to go because, oh, wow. Like if that doesn't tell you that, you know, you know your company well, when you have to do stuff like that, like you probably shouldn't have been at the company anyway. <laughs> so probably a blessing in disguise for our friend there. And hopefully she finished up her degree and is thriving. Um, but yeah, wow. I feel bad for that middle manager because that's the thing with middle management. It's tough to be in that role because you still have a higher power to report to and you don't get to do the things that you feel are good for yourself and the company and for other people. So yes, it can be a very, very tough situation. Man, like I think our conclusion here is that there are some wild places that you can go and earn money at, <laughs> um, wherever these workers places are. And some folks honestly should not have been put in positions of management, but you know, here we are. I highly suggest some um, continuous improvement because I am a lover of all things process and procedure. I don't think that's shocking to any of you. Um, perhaps if this is your first episode, hello, welcome. But that's, that's I live and breathe process and procedure and continuous improvements part of process and procedure. So I think it's easy enough to push that to the back burner on. It's not important to keep working on yourself, no matter what type of role you're in, whether you're, you know, at the bottom of the totem pole, or if you're at the very, very top, I think we all need to just like take a breath and just keep moving and keep working and working on ourselves as well outside of the actual workplace. And that goes just not for corporate offices alone, although very much important there, uh, anywhere. I think it's always good to keep working, um, on yourself and it clearly benefits the people around you. So yeah, that's all I have to say on that one. But this is, um, reminding me of the great resignation situation that happened in 2021, I believe. Um, I think it was like this, I think actually, yeah, it was this time, uh, in 2021 until the end of the year, perhaps we're still in it. I don't know. I did not do my research on this because this thought is not scripted and is very much coming out of my brain right at the very moment that it's being recorded. But, um, yeah, I myself was part of the statistic that is added to the era of the great resignation. And oh, man, I just want to, um, encourage you if you are, uh, struggling at all in your current workplace situation, um, I don't think it's always the right answer to just jump ship. I'm not a jump ship type person by any means, like just in my core of a human being, I'm not a jump ship type person. But I do think that there is a time and a place to jump ship, if you want to call it that, or just, um, you, you really have to live out of your values. We talk about that all the time on just hit send and live out of your values seriously. And that's not only just like how you live your life, um, you know, between 6am and what I, whatever, like your personal life outside of work. I think you need to be living out of your values in every single part of your life, from your relationships to your work, to volunteering, to 
your communities that you're a part of. I think it needs to be consistent because when there's inconsistencies in living out of your values, it's super, super confusing for us as humans to segregate why do I act and respond and allow things to happen to me in this bucket of life, but not in this bucket. And this is a concept I've been thinking about for about a year is like the the way we live our lives in buckets. Like uh, we have our, I don't know, community bucket. We have our work bucket. We have our personal bucket. And all of these buckets are really, really hard because we have to jump in and out of the buckets, if you know what I mean. And um, I myself have been trying very hard to process that concept of buckets in our lives and kind of make them non-existent. Like I'm trying to break down the buckets, if you will, just to make one big feed trough (laughs) um, where my life is just lived out of one bucket or one big tub, you know what I mean? Because it's really hard for me to switch like the gears and like, who am I in in front of these people? Who am I in front of these people? Who am I in this? Like, no, I am me and I don't want to live in the buckets anymore. I want to be present and exist um, unapologetically out of my values. I want to live that way in every single aspect of life. I want to be a good person, not only in my relationships, in my marriage, um, with my best friends, but at work and um, when I go to help people and in all the different ways that we show up um, for life. I'm really trying to smash the buckets, honestly, and poke some holes in there so that they just kind of drain out into this one big pool, um, if you will. Very weird analogy we're going with here, but that's fine. So, I don't know. I don't know how we got onto that tangent or why I chose to go with it, but here we are. And I just want to encourage you as some place, it's really, really difficult sometimes to even realize the place that you're in. Um, this could go more, you know, outside of the workplace realm, but we'll talk about workplace because that's the episode. Um, but it's really, really hard to realize um, the situation you're currently in, kind of look down and see where your feet are planted and where you want the next step to be. Because sometimes that next step um, means a lot of change, means a lot of letdown for other people. And maybe even what you thought for yourself and what you thought for your life would look like at this time or would look like in 10 years is not what it's going to be. And you have to really go through that process of grieving and shifting and all that kind of stuff because um, I don't care how good at shifting you are, how flexible you are, how agile you are. Throw whatever word you want on there to sound buzzy, but um, I don't care how much um, you've been experiencing change in your life and how good you've become at it. It's still change and change is hard. And sometimes we have to grieve what we thought was going to happen in our past selves or our future selves that aren't quite there yet, or they're actually, that's not going to happen at all anymore. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing, but sometimes we still have to grieve what is not going to happen. You know what I mean? So like, I thought I would be, um, manager of this company right now and I'm still part of this company, but it's not actually what I want anymore, let alone what's going to happen for me or what's going to be offered to me anymore. So take some time and just be with yourself and, just um, really take the time to see what are my values? What are my values going to be tomorrow? You know what I mean? We can't get too far ahead of ourselves with that kind of stuff, but what do I want to be living like tomorrow if that's not what I'm doing right now? If what I'm doing today is not how I want to be living, how can we get there? You know, how can we get there? Because you're not trapped. I just want to speak that to somebody today. You are not trapped. Like you might feel trapped and I get it. Like sometimes you seriously do feel trapped. Like I literally don't know what to do, Kelsey. Like I can't 
can't just quit my job. I have a family. Like I have bills to pay, bro. So saying I quit my job for two months. I was unemployed. So I totally get that. That situation could have only worked in that situation that it did. And it barely did. So like, I so get you on like, I just can't blow it all away today. Like nothing can get resolved. No, probably not. I'm not telling you that you're wrong in that situation. I'm just telling you, do the steps today to help you get to the place a little bit closer tomorrow, okay? You don't need to have that all figured out by the weekend. You don't need to uh, figure it all out this month, whatever. You could be in a terrible position for another six months, but if you're progressing and you're moving forward, that's going to get you in six months to where you need to be, okay? So we don't have to put timelines on things. Sometimes we do because we won't move unless we put a timeline onto this, like, I give myself three weeks to grieve this process and I'm going to still be in a grieving process in week four, but you know what? I'm going to freshen up my resume and just, you know, put that out there. And then maybe week five, we do something else. Or maybe I need to take a week off in week five and then just kind of recover. Like whatever, you have to be kind to yourself. You have to be gentle to yourself, but you also have to take responsibility. So I don't want to overshadow responsibility with grace. I think it needs to be a, a balance of the two, but there you go. There's my words of wisdom for workplace horror stories. Wow. We went there, didn't we? But if you have a workplace horror story that you would like to share, please let me know. I'd love to hear about it. If you want advice on this kind of stuff, please feel free to reach out to me personally. We can chat about that. This type of stuff I live for, okay? Like, I, I'm still stuck on the whole, like, we're short staff. We need you to come in, even though you had PTO situation. I see both sides of that situation, so I'm going to have to do some research and some thinking on that one before I put my opinions out into the world. But we'll work through that together if you'd like. If you want to share your opinion with me, go for it. I'd love it. I might not take it, but I would love to hear it at least. But I would just like to encourage you again to just hit send on new job opportunities. Spruce up that resume if you want to. And if you're loving work, your workplace right now, awesome. I am as well. So, you know, it's not all bad out there. I promise you there are good managers. There are good leaders. There are good coworkers. There are good supervisors. There are good companies to work for. They all have their stuff. I will tell you that, but there are good. There is good out there. I just want you to know there is good and you can have some of that good. So if you want some of that good, go and get it, my friend. But I just want to relieve you of the pressure for sticking it out for the sake of know you love your co-workers it's a good place to work you have your behind the mission of it or whatever because your health and your wellness and your value is more important than and then you realize okay and more times than not that's the case but thank you so much for joining me today and for this episode and i will talk to you in the next one happy independence day to my fellow americans and seriously get out there and enjoy your summer man it's gonna be over it's going to be over by the time you start planning. So start planning today. Like you listen to this today, you better put something on the calendar today or at least text somebody and be like, dude, we need to go to XYZ. And then they say, yes. And then they say, okay, when's the day? Okay. That's how we do it. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but take care, my friends, and just hit send. Bye-bye.